0: Good evening friends. It is just about 9 p.m. on Monday, October 19th, 2015. I am seriously overdue for a podcast and so I'm here tonight to chitty chat with you, to tell you about how absolutely tired I have been. Um, But I've just been working really hard and so I posted a sort of like reach out on my Instagram and on my Snapchat. So for those of you who are wondering why I don't Instagram as much, it's because some kind of way I managed to get obsessed with Snapchat. So I'm mostly snapping, but I'm still Instagramming. I'm my Miley on the Snap. So uh, whenever you want to check me out, check me out there. It's just so much easier for me to put things out. And so uh, that's typically where I am. So I think I took one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten questions tonight. It may take me a little bit to get through these because these questions all vary. Um, and so it'll be fun to answer all those things. Um, I'm going to catch you up on what I've been doing for those of you who follow me. I moved into a new home. I bought a house and moved into this house two months ago. I want to tell you that it has been kicking my butt. Please understand. Um, It's just a thing that I just haven't been able to catch up on. It's like learning the house, learning like my flow, like where to put my keys, you know, losing my keys for 35 or 40 minutes. Um, So it's been tough and I've been traveling. And so I've just been trying to adjust to my new sort of path. Like, you know, I have my system down. So traveling to the airport, all of these things have changed a bit. And so I have been in a bit of an adjustment phase, Um, but that's okay. I did manage to get another journal done, which I am excited about. We'll talk about that later because it applies to a question. But I'm going to go through these 10 questions tonight. And I think that you should stay tuned for this. Uh, don't check out for this because I think that this will pretty much apply for everybody. So I'm not going to hold you tonight. Um, the website, as you already know, is you.com. We do have some more journals left. I am not printing anymore since I am coming through with... The new ones. Um, I do really love this journal, and I do think that it's really helpful. And I have gotten tons of comments. Like I think just last night I saw someone posted about how the journal was really helping them. I think that they were on job hunt. I I screenshotted it, so I'll read it to you. Uh, Papillon Noir eighty eight. Over the past few months, I've gotten back into journaling and I found it to be such a useful tool for mapping out goals. I use my leaks, learn more to earn more journal while job hunting and strategizing ways to expand my skill set. Not only did this journal help me prep for three successful consecutive interviews, it also helped me take constant inventory of what I'm doing to prepare for my professional future. And if you know me, you know, I'm all about inventory. I'm all about assessments and inventory. And I take a deeper dive on assessments in my upcoming journal that I plan to go. I plan to put on sale November 1st. I'm just working out the um, foil stamping madness right now, but I it's done. It's just making it beautiful for you. And I made it in a colorway for my fellas because I had a lot of guys reach out to me and tell me that they wanted something that they could also carry so I think this works for girls and gals um but anyway let's get busy I've got a question here from my Instagram it says my leak is there such a thing as networking when you haven't officially built your own network I'm still in the idea phase and I wonder, is it still possible for me to network when I don't have anything to show people just yet? There's this huge, huge, huge myth about networking and I think there's no better time in the present to sort of chitty chat with you about that. Um, You have to know that like your network is not just about your profession. Your network is about your life you should be networking for, you You should be working to build a network that helps you as a whole person. So not just as so-and-so, let's just say you want to be a photographer, but a per, someone that helps as a person who has full contact. So like when I moved to Atlanta, I didn't know anybody. And I was like, okay, I want to connect with a very well-known and well-respected, let's just say, family so that if I need things like an accountant or I need things like all kinds of things that I need, um, I will have those connections. And so I have a family that I know that I trust that when something comes up, a tire goes down, people around you that can help you in your life. So you should always be putting together your network networking is not exclusive to your profession and as you start to build your network even if you aren't quote unquote there yet you still will need things like graphic designers you still need things like bookkeeping these are all things and people that you should be connected with anyway you'll find that when you start or when you always make your network a priority You'll always be just fine when you get quote unquote ready, which you likely will never feel, but you should always have a network. I don't care if you're doing nothing, you should have your network together. So I guess I said all of that to say, yes, you need to be officially building your network right now, today, not just for your career, but for your life. Excuse me. Sorry, I had a little burp there. Uh, I got another question right here. Number two. Miley, do you feel having a degree is worth something nowadays? I do. I do. I have a degree. I have, I would say most of the people that work with me have degrees. There is one person, maybe two people, I don't know how many, three, four, maybe, I don't know, that don't have degrees. And I don't think it's something that you necessarily need, but I think that having it is helpful. And I think that the things that you learn in college uh, are just different, you know? And I think, you know, I really, I've got some young girls that are working with me that, you know, I have someone working with me that has a really awesome education, a really uh, great degree. And, And there is a, you can see the difference in the quality of the work that she brings. So I don't think that her degree was for not, you know? So, um, while I'm not sure that maybe everything she's learned applies to the job, but there's definitely an elevated skill set that I see from the quality of her education. So I would say that I do think that having a degree is worth something nowadays. Uh got a question here from Gia. Hey Gia, uh business structure, the top blank people to have on your team. Uh, She was trying to ask me that in Snapchat. So she's asking me, who are the top X amount of people? Let's just say three people to have on your team. So I thought about this and I don't think that there's any right way to do it. Um, I think that when you start thinking about hiring, you should think about hiring people that are better than you and smarter than you at certain things. And so that's literally what I hire against. Like, what do I suck at and hire based on that? Taking that assessment and saying, what don't I know? And hiring people that know that. So I am not the most technologically savvy, believe it or not. Um, Great. I'm great on the computer I'm great at a lot of things, but when it comes down to super, super, super techy things, that's really not my thing. So I have someone on my team that's like a super tech whiz that knows how to handle just about everything. I have the attention span of a gnat, so if it requires anything long, I'm not going to be into it. So that was kind of the first person that I have working with me is somebody who was heavy tech. Uh, And because my bread and butter business, you know, both of my businesses are heavy tech. I needed to have somebody around that can do that. Um, Another person that I hired, I think I learned very early in my business that I didn't need to be doing customer service um, way too close to the product. You know, I my heart was so deep in this that I took it very personal. I didn't know how to separate things. Um, so I have a customer service team, people who two, two people, mother and daughter, um, Diana, the daughter knows me very well. So she knows sort of what my temperament would be where I would just say, you know what, um, when it's time to fire a customer. And then her mother, who's even more distant from this. She has a, a sort of empathy with customers. And I mean, I was just at the gym last week and there was a guy there who said his wife got curl box and that they moved and shipped it to the wrong place and that they contacted customer service. And they said, no problem. We'll send you another one to your new place. And he was like, my wife just wanted me to tell you. Cause I told her, I thought I saw you at the gym and she just wanted me to tell you that she's a forever customer. So, um, having these people in place has have help, has helped me succeed. Um, so those are the things that you want to hire against. One thing that I also hired is that I was busy hiring against my weaknesses, but I had to hire somebody sort of with uh, the same, with against, well, not against, but aligned with or parallel to my strength. I eventually had to hire someone who had similar taste as me because I've gotten to a point where, I can no longer do like all the social media and all the things. So I needed to hire someone who pretty much is able to pick up my aesthetic. They don't have to necessarily have my aesthetic or love my aesthetic, but like, like we have to, we like a lot of the similar things and they were able to pick that up because I always believe that you should hire people to buy your time back. So having someone who now runs the Instagram and runs the Facebook and runs the Twitter and does the Pinterest and does a lot of the things that when I started my business, I was doing all along. Like I cannot grow doing all of those things. So that's kind of what I did. And I hope that helps. And if you want me to expound on that even further, I can, but since I'm answering 10 questions tonight, I'm going to move on. Um, I got a couple questions about thriving as a PR thriving in PR as an introvert. And I literally just wrote, find a new career. You're going to hate me for that. And I know you are, but PR is it's public relations. It's all about relationships and your ability to sort of connect with others. And I think that a lot of people um, admire the profession and love the profession. But I think that if that's something that you find that you struggle with, figuring out a way to sort of satisfy the desire without necessarily having the career because I don't know I've done PR uh, my entire career and I don't know anyone that is successful that isn't like super extroverted and I mean I always call myself an introverted extrovert like I'm very extroverted like when it's time for me to do my work I'm there when it's time for me to network and connect and contact people I'm there but I don't know that that's something that may be for you and I think that Sometimes the hardest part in life is finding your true fit, like not being overly consumed with, there's a lot of things that I really like. Like I really, this is a funny story. When I, I spent one year going to Howard University and I mean, I really thought that I was going to be like one of the dancers or cheerleaders because A, I love to dance. B, I love, thought that I could perform and I wanted to wear the little uniform and I really wanted to do that. But when I went to try out, (laughs) I soon realized that I'm just not a very good coordinated dancer. Like I can dance at the club and I can dance at the house and in the car, but it took me one day of trying out to realize it wasn't for me. And so I think that sometimes you can admire something, you can admire a profession, but it may not be the thing for you. Got it? Good and if you disagree with me, which you can, uh, shoot me a note. I'm um, go to my website, go to the Ask Me Anything page, and um, tell me why you don't agree with me, and let's have a further conversation. Always open for that. Uh, next question: uh, Five most influential entrepreneurs to you right now. Who are you learning the most from? Um, number one entrepreneur. Influential and these are just to me like a lot of this is personal uh, To be expected uh, number one is my very good friend Ken Burkine He is the owner and founder of beautiful h-u-e-t-i-f-u-l. I've known Ken since I was 21 years old and i'm 36 so 15 years. I've known him and He's done corporate He really works his brand, but he's insanely curious and he's always on this quest to to learn more and do more I don't he is not lazy and I think the sheer fact that every day he gets up and wakes up and trying things and even if some of the things he's trying aren't they don't yield anything or they aren't the greatest um he, I don't know, he's been my friend for a long time and I'm always inspired and encouraged by the things that he does and he just gets up and he goes. He's a, he's a do-what-needs-to-be-done kind of person and so he went to West Point and if you don't know much about West Point, Google it and find out how strict it is to get in but he's just taught me that, you know, not to panic about things. Like, unless someone's dying, we don't need to freak out and having someone around me who reminds me that is not that serious, um, is always helpful. Uh, number two, influential is Oprah Winfrey. Like sure. She has influenced most of you. And I think you have to give credit where credit is due. And it doesn't matter how colossal she gets in what she does. I just still love the way that she does things. And so I was on Facebook today and saw that she went to the home of someone, um, in Atlanta last night her her belief documentary and talk with people like that and it's like in my mind I was like she's just so smart she's on the cover of I think Fast Company right now but she's also going into the homes of of local Atlantans and that's how big she is yet small she is that she still understands the importance of touching the people and I just love that about her so she is and always will be it to me um Another one, number three, I would say is Richelieu Dennis of Shea Moisture. Like, I mean, if you just Google what Shea Moisture is doing uh, professionally on a business tip, and I would say that I've had like a sort of personal relationship with Rich in the last, like maybe one or two years and just super, super smart, you know, Um, I'm inspired by that, like how If you know anything about numbers, just like how they crush the game, like Shea Moisture is crushing the beauty game and not just the black beauty game, but the beauty game, period. Um, That is so huge and so inspiring to me. But more than anything, I think about when I sat down with Rich uh, earlier this year and I showed my dad the video that we did on Crowbox TV. And one of the things one of the things that Rich told me off camera, which I brought up on camera, was how he doesn't have a problem being led by women. And I just was like, that's such a, you know, my dad's like one of those men, man's man. And like women, he, what he thinks of women. And just knowing that 70% of the Shea Moisture staff is, uh, women. And like, it takes a really strong, confident, and secure man to understand the power of women and not be afraid to be led by us. So super impressed. Um, Another person that I think that is doing some phenomenal work right now is Zim of Travel Noir. I met Zim a really long time ago when I spoke at South by Southwest. And to see her go from sort of wanting to be something to being something to creating something that strangers all over the world are talking about and people all over the world are talking about is so huge, so motivational for me. So I'm really inspired by Zim right now. Um, Final... Fifth person, I would say, is Courtney Adelaide of The Main Choice. She has the hair vitamins. Um, Courtney is somebody else that I've had an opportunity to get to know better this year. And I just love the way she works. Um, There's something that I just feel like you notice in people. Integrity, uh, stand-up person, heart, honest, uh, just And I met her husband and her husband, it's like, sometimes you can tell a lot about a person by the partners that they choose. Like her husband was so awesome that I had to like send her a note, like, wow. So I'm super duper impressed, uh, with Courtney of the main choice. And I really just feel like, you know, how you can just see people in companies that are on the brink of greatness. Like not that she's not on the brink, like she's already there, but I think that once uh, more of the world knows about what she's doing, she's going to explode. And I'll say, I knew her when. Uh, Jasmine Austin asked me what my daily routine is. How do you stay on task when there are so many distractions? Um, I don't really have a routine. I think you probably know that by now. I don't have a routine. So I thought about, okay, what do I do when I'm not traveling? And what do I do when I'm traveling? So when I'm home, three days a week I try to go to the gym in the morning uh all of those mornings I have breakfast so when I'm working out I have breakfast the days that I don't work out I don't always have breakfast but I try to have breakfast trying to get better about that um I've been having breakfast for about two years now a couple days a week um so I work out at the gym I go to the office I take meetings lots of phone calls lots of um lots of phone calls, lots of meetings. And when I'm traveling, I'm typically traveling for a meeting or traveling for an event or a speaking engagement. Um, and so I would say I stay on task by planning my days. There is not one day of my life that is not planned. Um, sometimes on the weekend, I don't have plans, but when you're in a relationship with someone who's as busy as you, sometimes the weekends end up being planned. So, Um, I live and die by Google, Google calendar. So my whole life is on my Google calendar. So if I have something on my calendar for 10 o'clock, I do that thing for 10 o'clock. Like I try my best not to put things off, but like I try to live my life um, on time. Um, Because I find that I get more things done when I stay on track and stay on schedule. And the days that I don't want to have any schedule or anything like that, I don't have one. So um, I'm looking forward to... I'm going on vacation soon. like uh, Vacation in November because I pretty much work all summer. Uh, Summers are super busy for me. Like Summers are busier for me than any time of year. So I don't really get a break. So November is when I'll take a break. And there will be some days where I will not respond to email and will block off my calendar. So because I am, know that those days are coming, I fill up my days as much as possible. Hope that helps. Uh, Dezy grows green. How do you manage to get started and keep going when you have all the ad, odds against you? And I just, I wrote so dramatic. Um, not to say that people don't have odds, but like, let's just face it, shit happens. Like things happen. Life is not perfect. People who even you think have these wonderful life backgrounds, something could happen to them and totally mentally throw them off track. And so it's like, you have to realize that it's never going to be easy. Something's always going to come up and you have to do it anyway. And you have to stop being so dramatic because all the odds are not stacked against you. You were able to, you you have a cell phone because you wrote on Instagram, you have your fingers because you typed it, you have your eyesight you have air in your lungs. All the odds are not stacked. All the odds are not stacked against you. You know, it's just like it's how you have to look at it. It's like you've got to get out of that "woe is me" mentality. You know, it's like you have eyesight, you have touch, you have all these things going for yourself. Trust me, that's plenty. So get busy. Uh, next up, naturally, Christy. Hey, girlie. Goals check in for the end of the year. How to hit the ground running for the new year. I would tell you what I'm doing, but I'm saving that for the private podcast that I'm going to do to go along with the, this is my year journal. So that's done. And I'm like, I I just really like this. I I put together some really um, phenomenal information that I think you're going to love for this. So let's talk about this November 1st, like let's, let's circle back. I'm going to put these journals on sale November 1st. Once they drop, I'm going to drop the private podcast and let's hop on another call. But my plan is to check in with you and get some voice time or some FaceTime. Like I'm going to try to figure out how to do uh, maybe I'll do like a Hangout, like a Google Hangout and get some FaceTime with you to talk about getting, getting it together for 2016. Final question, which I always like to do a fun person one at the end. What are your requirements of men when it comes to dating you? Um, You know, a couple years ago, I wrote out this sort of list of like, just like, what are my deal breakers? Because I felt like it was time. It was like, you know what, Malik, you you have a plan with your life, but if you don't have a plan about dating or relationships, um, you may not get very far. And so I was like, what are the things that absolutely matter to me? And I'll tell you what mine are. And I think that they will vary uh, from person to person, but you asked me about me. So I'll tell you about me. Um, One thing that's really important to me is that a person be in love with something that's not me. Uh, Be passionate about something that's not me. Um, I have found that like, I know who I am and I know that like, I care a lot about what I do. I care a lot about Curlbox and um, bringing exceptional beauty to women of color. But I also care very much about this. I love doing these podcasts. Um, I love helping people. I love putting these journals together. And I felt like the right relationship with me would be with someone who understands the sacrifice that I'm willing to make for something that I love that's not them. So I felt like a person who also is in love with something else would understand me. And so that is something that was kind of like top priority, like number one thing that I, and I have found someone who has that, um, who is a curator and he's into art and like loves it deeply. And it's, it's easy to understand when they want to do something or go places or, you know, surrounding those things like uh, just to be completely transparent tonight I really I really wanted to do a podcast tonight and he really wanted to there was someone in town that works at a magazine that he really wants to write for and so he wanted to go out with that person and do drinks and it's like it's so easy to be apart from someone when you know that they're doing something that they love and it's just like there's not this deep desperation thing uh, you know it's like a relationship that breathes, you know, so that was really important to me. Um I wanted to be with someone that I can learn from. Like I travel a lot and so it's nice to be with someone who's sort of traveled and somewhat exposed. And you know, you don't have to you don't have to know it all and you don't have to maybe you haven't seen it all, but just like it's not a money thing and I think that some people think that because it's like you can see the world without a ton of cash and that kind of thing is important to me um I have a person this is going to seem so silly but it's my thing is that I wanted to be with somebody who's romantic like romance is my thing like some people are not into romance some people don't care if somebody brings them flowers some people don't care about sweet sweet words sweet nothings that fuels me like I love romance and I think it's what is it the five love languages knowing what your love language is. Like I know what my love language is. And one thing that I can't do is compromise on someone that's not romantic. Like there are plenty of guys that are not romantic and there are plenty of girls who are fine with that. But I I genuinely love a romantic man. Um, And then I wrote this kind of jokingly, but not really jokingly a person able to apologize first, even if they don't think it's their fault. Um, I think that like, I I can apologize and I do apologize and I say I'm sorry a lot but sometimes when I'm feeling some type of way like I can just get straight up I'm not talking right now and so the best way to get me out of my funk is to not match me with that like to not for us to both fall into the silent treatment so someone who's just like super grown up like you know what it's not even worth it today let's just keep it moving so I hope all of those things help you. It's been so great chatting. I'm sorry that I just left you for so long, but I am going to do better because my break is coming and you know that I podcast on my break. I'm going to, I'm going on, I'm going back to Europe uh, in a couple of weeks and I'm going to, um, where am I going? Venice, Milan, Lyon, Paris. And then I'm going on a super fun work cruise uh, that's leaving from Miami. So my November, if you follow me, follow my snap, follow my Instagram. It's going to be full of amazing experiences, wonderful things to see, um, and something that I hope that maybe I can teach you. Anyway, hit me up. You know where to find me. Have a good night.